At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Glad to be here on a Saturday with you. It's funny. I was just going toe to toe with our guy, Papa Bear Ryan Smith, before the show started. Ephraim. About what? Drake. Oh my God. We still <laughs> doing just, this? I, I no. I don't want to have a full blown discussion on the air. I'm just <laughs> off the top of my head. Instead of hey, no, how you doing, man? How was your week? It's Drake sucks, and he just starts it on me. And he's, you know how he's I'm angry. I, you know, I guess he woke up today, uh, uh, you know, feeling a little weird, you know, maybe a little withdrawals from the uh, the sauce. But uh, he's just been in a little bit of a mood, a little bit of a funk lately. Withdrawals from the sauce. What yeah. is that about? I'm not drinking right now, so my body's kind of like mm. going, acting weird. In what ways? You starting to shake? What do you got going on over there? Yeah, I got the Harlem shake right now. 
<laughs> By the way, Ephraim, I went to go see uh, My Old 22 last night, the new Mark Wahlberg movie. Yeah, how was that? Very good, man. Really? I recommend it. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Very good action movie. Almost it, from begin to end, it was action nonstop. Okay, Very so it, it's not a plot-driven uh, movie. It's, 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 it's pretty much just action, right? I, I mean, it's it does have a plot for sure. It's a little bit, well... For me, at least. It's a lot easier to follow the action than it was the plot. Okay. There are a few things where I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, good guys, bad guys. All right, plot twist. I got it. But in terms of who's on whose side and who shoots who, there's some stuff where I'm like, I don't know what happened there, but that was a good action scene. Okay, <laughs> Sounds <good>. awful. <laughs> what? Can we get Papa Bear back on the sauce? No. Do you think we'd get a kindler, gentler Papa He's Bear He's just trying point? to better himself, man, so we got to ride it out. You know, okay. got to ride We'll it be out. patient with them. Okay. Shakes, foaming at the mouth, the whole nine yards. We just got to just be there for him. That's what a family's yeah. for. Okay. I, I appreciate your mindset, Ephraim. I'm going to keep that in mind because out of nowhere, he's just going to hit me with something like, Drake sucks out of nowhere. And I should know it's not just Papa Bear. It's Papa Bear being off the sauce. Yep. It's a good way to look at it. So what do you think about this with Zach Smith and the latest plot shift with The Ohio State? The latest we've heard, we've got um, sex toys. That's right. Sex toys delivered to uh, The Ohio State campus. And to me, from I don't know how you feel about this, big man. To me, it sounds like it's just a desperate attempt to really get Zach Smith Gone. Not just Zach Smith, because he's already fired. But right. I mean, to try to take down Urban Meyer and the powers that be over there at Ohio State. How does this read to you? Um, it reads like they're not just okay with Zach being gone, right? Like they they want more, right? And so then you get to digging, right? Dig, 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 dig. The, the more you dig. And the longer you dig, you will find things. Oh, yeah. Right? Things that may have gone unnoticed or didn't really mean anything at the time. But when you compound them together, then you can paint a picture. And I think that's what's 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 happening now. Yeah, I think that's where it's at. The latest we heard is that Zach Smith allegedly, according to his ex-wife, Courtney Smith, had $2,200 worth of personal items, including sex toys, delivered to the Buckeyes football offices. And there are other stories where he was allegedly having sex in his coach's office, oral sex, with filmed his, it, with pictures, his wife the whole thing. Or, with or, an Ohio State staffer. Oh, well, I do that. Right. So that's the latest. And there's another story, again, from Courtney Smith, alleging her former husband sent a photo of his genitalia Love the professional term there. Uh, with a timestamp that indicates it's from the same day the Ohio State visited the White House. It's actually a bathroom towel with the seal of the president in the background of one of the pictures. I, man, look at it this way. There are things that Urban Meyer needs to be aware of, should vet out, and be on top of. If a wide receiver's coach is sending pictures of his junk to his now ex-wife, that's not one of them. Yeah, he, he, how do you police that? Right. That's right. Give me your phone. Show me your phone. Is there any genitalia in your phone over here? Come on, man. Yeah, you can't police that. I mean, as, 
That's crazy, right? It's right. Uh, yeah. You you can't. It, it's no way. You can sit up there and see, but see. But what I know what they're they're what they're doing is you're just trying to show a history of inappropriate behavior. That's right. And that's that that's what it is. Now whether that yeah. gets Urban Myers fired or not, I still don't think it's enough. But people, some people will continue to dig. Yeah, I don't think it's enough either. And Ohio State released a statement last night saying that they're going to have their ruling announced on Sunday. That's supposed to be the deal, is that we're going to find out where they stand on this thing. And to me, from if you're going to say on August 5th, yeah, it should take 14 days. Should have this bad boy wrapped up in 14 days. Give it two weeks. We'll see. We'll talk to a couple of people. It should be good enough. To me, that reeks of, it doesn't sound like Urban Meyer's getting fired. Right, it doesn't right. sound like they want to be detailed to the nth degree. It's like, all right, we get the big picture stuff. And all right, so there's some genitalia and pictures and stuff showing up. Not enough to get him fired. Let's proceed with football is how it sounds to me. Yeah, it's uh, they want to get this over Sunday and get on to getting ready to start the season. And I, I think that's what we're about to see. We're about to see that happen. Yeah, and I think that the last thing you want to do is rush this thing, rush to judgment, and then have Brett McMurphy or some other reporter drop a bombshell afterward, and you're caught saying, oh, shoot, didn't know about that. So if they're rushing through this thing, it could come back to bite them. But as of right now, I would be floored based on what we know, short of some major curveball and like, oh, gosh, well, that changes things completely. As it stands right now and as we generally understand things, I think that Urban Meyer's going to keep his gig. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I – look, once he – the lying at the press conference is one thing, at media right. day. Yeah. But the fact that he took the necessary steps written by the, the guidelines and the bylaws of the university of when the alleged incident happened, then that was his saving grace. Right. Right. Because now the discipline doesn't fall on him. It falls on those above him, the rule makers, and they chose not to do anything. Yeah. That's what I wonder, too. The the AD Gene Smith, is anything going to happen to him? Like, what exactly is the entire fallout of this full-blown investigation? Because we know Urban Meyer is the main name. We get all that, but... What else is going to happen? And exactly how? Is Urban Meyer going to be suspended for a couple of games? Which I would expect would be the case. Probably do that. They play Oregon State in the opener. You know, They don't have a big test. Rutgers. Right. Yeah, all right, two-game suspension, Herb. Get back to business. Could be something like that. And maybe something more significant happens to Gene Smith or somebody else connected to this whole thing. But I don't think, and it's not to say how it should be. I'm just predict, predicting how it probably will be. I just, I would be floored based on what we understand right now if they're like, all right, Urban Meyer, there's the door. We'll see you, bud. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. First of all, that price tag yeah. to do that, Oof. You, you don't want to fall on that sword unless you have to. Yeah. Unless That's it right. came out that, you know, Urban Meyer had, he was, it, you know. He was taking the pictures. Right, he, he was involved <laughs> in the abuse or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. Yeah, no, it's not going to happen. It's Brian No, any from Salam.
Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We don't typically stick with the state of Ohio to start our sports talk show off, Ephraim. But this other story is interesting. Josh Gordon, Browns wide receiver, he rejoins the team. He's not allowed to practice just yet. The plan is to work him in with conditioning drills and bring him along slowly. But he's back. And after reflecting and putting his sobriety and mental well-being at the top of the list instead of football, he's back with the team. And, hey, man, I hope it works out. I completely understand what he was doing, and hopefully it puts him in a better position where he doesn't have some sort of setback and it cost him a ton of games and not just football, but just his life in general. I hope that all works out. But as it stands right now, I asked myself this question before the show started. Can you trust Josh Gordon right now? And the answer is no. You hope for the best. You got your fingers crossed, but you cannot trust the guy right now. I think you can trust him right now. I think the fact that he chose to not start training camp and this season off on television and he chose to get himself together to make sure his support system uh, was intact. I think I, sh- I think that shows maturity. I think it shows mm-hmm. growth. And I applaud that. A lot of people don't have the wherewithal to know, hey, this may not be good for me. So let me take a step back, take some time, get myself together, and then come in when I'm ready to go. I think you can trust him now instead of him putting himself in a situation where he didn't think he could you know, get through or whatever that situation was. Mm-hmm. He needed time for himself to get himself together and make sure his support system was up because he's, he, he's been troubled, right? He's That's been right. troubled, and he's it's been a long, hard road of recovery for him, and he's serious about it. This goes to show you that this is he's extremely serious about, you know, his sobriety and his mental well-being, and I think you have to applaud that. I think you can well, trust somebody do. who does that. I just look at it like this, Ephraim. If I'm the head coach, Hugh Jackson, if I'm the GM, John Dorsey, and I'm looking at it strictly from a football perspective because that's my job is to look at the well-being of this football team and what we're lining up with each Sunday with the regular season around the corner. And I look at it and I say, John Dorsey has made this comment where one move doesn't have anything to do with the next in terms of their pursuit of Des Bryant. And that's not true. If you look at Josh Gordon, you have a lot of questions. You have questions as to say, hey, is he going to need to take a step back during the regular season? Is he going to be out of commish for, I don't know, a month, a four-game stretch? Is he going to have some sort of setback with alcohol or marijuana again? Like there, Those are legitimate questions. And you hope for the best, but hope, it's a flimsy thing when you're a GM or a head coach and you're talking about a player who's had numerous red flags and numerous setbacks thus far. Yeah, you are, but, you know, he came back last season and, you know, he played well. Yeah, He has tremendous talent. He does, no doubt. And I think this will be a great year for him. I think – Uh just being surrounded by people who understand and care that you succeed, I think that that means a lot. And that goes for coaches, family, 
players, the whole nine yards. Oh, we got lots to get to tonight. Lots of reaction with the rookie quarterbacks, the young quarterbacks. We'll hit that up next from the Geico Studios. The quarterback who most people are down on might eventually prove the critics wrong. I'm Brian No. He's E from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and E from Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. We're brought to you by Granger. The products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, Papa Bear, our uh, technical director, producer, director, producer, whatever. Our guy pushing the buttons. He'll tell me right before we start. He'll tell us when the mics are on, you know, Ephraim. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, they're normally will say you're hot, you know, meaning your mic is on. Right. So it'd be like, you're hot. Drake sucks. That's what he's saying today. That's how Papa Bear is greeting me. Well, I like it actually. I, it's got some uh, edge to it. Ah, uh, the edge. It's wrong, but you know, there's edge. I forgive if there's edge. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> By the way, I forgive if there's humor as well. <laughs> right. Yeah, I saw so when do you earlier. not forgive? Uh, when there's neither edge nor humor. Oh, okay. Then it's get out of my face. No, <laughs> you know, no forgiveness. No, right. I'm kidding. Ray Ratto from CSN Bay Area. Mm-hmm. I thought this tweet was hilarious. This is right before the show. He wrote, the record for doubles in a game by an athletics team is, no, you don't need to know this. Go out and get some fresh air. I thought that was funny, man. That was a good touch. <laughs> He's got some uh, humor over there, Ray Ratto. By the way, something else that's stood out during these preseason games is that I was watching the Rams game a little bit earlier, Mm -hmm. and they were hosting the Raiders, and they've got male cheerleaders this year in the NFL, which is fine, but you, you had some of the Rams male cheerleaders doing the exact choreography as the female cheerleaders. So you have to picture this, Ephraim, where the girls are dancing around. They're moving their hips. They're moving like women do. And the male cheerleaders were moving just right there with them, not missing a step, missing a beat. It looks strange, man. Looks strange to me. They're dancers. So for me, it's it's not strange. I grow up, you know, I mean, I'm immersed in the world of, of dancers. My wife was a professional dancer for over a decade, toured the world with some of the biggest artists in the business. So. I, it's it's normal for me, you know. Well, I've seen you some of the best of music, sure. female and male dancers uh, on the planet. You know, guys who tour with Michael Jackson and sure, print, like I, so. Oh to, yeah. To me, watching you know guys move with fluidity that you you know may be used to seeing a female do that's you know. We that's were just playing some Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's Look, Michael Jackson, the, the moves he had. Sure. Absolutely. He could have gone step for step with any female around him mm-hmm. if they had the same choreography. So I'm not saying it from that perspective. I'm saying it just on a weird. football yeah. sideline. <laughs> it just look we weird. have not seen that ever. And <laughs> we're seeing it. You're telling me if it's the, say, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, and you know how they do the chorus line and yeah. they do the leg kicks and that whole thing? You're telling me it wouldn't stand out a little bit? If you've got some male cheerleaders just arm in arm with them doing the same exact thing, it's not going to be like, wow, that's different. Yeah, it'll stand out because it's different. It's never before seen. But 
if you're bothered or concentrating on the cheerleaders at an NFL game, then you shouldn't be there anyway. <laughs> right? Like if you, you if you if it's bothering you that it's male cheerleaders and it's disrupting your viewing of the game, then you should probably go home. Oh, hey, look, man, it's not going to be to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to take a year off. No, I'm, I get used I'm to not thing. talking about you, but you got to yeah. know that someone somewhere is upset. Oh, sure. This is oh. a disgrace. Yeah. How dare they? It's like, yeah, all right. You'll definitely have that. You know as well as I do, there will be people going crazy over that stuff. I'm just telling you, look different. Yeah, it, it, it looks different because it's, it's new, you know, yeah, it's and – First time, it's funny. First time, uh, an African American laced up his cleats or shoes to play a professional sport. It looked weird too, and then they were just like, "Oh, oh, <laughs> now we, we see. see the logic behind this." It's just this. like, yeah. "Yeah, that makes sense." <laughs> okay, all right, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, how about Josh Allen's performance last night? Josh Allen, rookie quarterback with the Buffalo Bills. Here's one of his touchdown passes, hooking up with Rod Streeter on WGR, the Bills radio network. Third and goal from the two. Josh Allen looking, going to throw it, dodging traffic, fires into the end zone, caught, touchdown, Rod Streeter, touchdown, Buffalo. Boy, Josh Allen dodged about three bodies flying around him and waited until he found an open man on the back line of the end zone. Now, Ephraim, I thought it was a nice performance. You know my policy, consider the competition. Of course. That's how I get down, and I take into account that the Bills, in their first four possessions, they gained seven yards combined. (laughs) That was with A.J. McCarron under center. Right. So with Josh Allen's doing this against the backups, I take it into account, although I will admit some real positive signs, look to have some poise, look to go through his progressions. I love what he did on the touchdown throw, moving away from pressure. So there's reason for optimism. Just don't go off the deep end like Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, where a lot of people were saying they're the second coming based on what they did against second and third stringers. Yeah, I mean, right now, what you really just want to see is them play, right? It's just get out there, get the snap, know the snap count, lead the offense, and just – let the chips fall where they may. You just want to see guys out of practice. So what happens when you start getting to the second and third preseason game, usually camp breaks right after the second preseason game because now, you know, you have opponents. In this third week, you'll be preparing like it's a normal week. You still work, but you st- you'll be preparing for, for a team like you would normally do in the regular season just to give everybody that run through. And so now – the most important thing is we just we need to see as many guys as possible play because these cuts are coming and there's going to be no other time to evaluate this talent. So twos against twos, ones against ones, threes against threes, it's all a talent evaluation. You know what I mean? And sometimes, yeah. like you, you look today and Blake Bortles played almost, a, it seemed like he was about to play the whole game because they just couldn't get things going. So he came and, and he played the the whole first half. It just they need to see, you know, that goes to show you know, that's that's a, it's a funny thing. It goes to show you what they really think about Blake Bortles, right? I know they signed the extension. Yeah. But but follow me for a second. Tom Brady played a lot. Tom Brady just listen, did twenty six passes. Listen to me. No, I'm just saying. Just listen to me. Okay, I'm okay. listening. 
Most teams, they let their starters go out there. You play a series, you play two. Okay, let's get you out of there. Third preseason games when you'll get the extended workload. Mm-hmm. They were like, no, that didn't go well. You got to go back out there, buddy. Blake, nope, 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 nope. Sorry, three and out. Need to see you back out there. So when you pay that much money for a quarterback, most coaches don't want him hurt in the preseason. Right. Right? They, they Okay, we'll get, we'll get you out of there. But not in Jacksonville. They need to see more out of Blake Bortles. He needs to take a step. Right? He needs to take a step. Like, great season. Defense did wonderful last year. But he needs to take a huge step because they don't have anything else. It's funny, man, because it's like UCF is my college football piñata just kind of my punching bag with their hack schedule and people think that they're taking down the big boys, which they aren't. Your piñata is Blake Bortles. <laughs> you, you love It is. You love being critical of Blake Bortles, which is fine. I get it. It's all good. It's he just, you know, it's an observation I just made. With 87 yards passing. <laughs> I can't do it with that, man. I just cannot be on board. I can't. I'm I'm sorry. It's just but not going to work for me. What about Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor was in the same game and did nothing also. Tyrod Taylor has or, Sorry, Tyrod. Tyrod, right. Tyrod yeah. Taylor has exhibited a different type of skill set than Blake Bortles. And hey, man, it just Blake was pretty good last year. Blake was pretty good last year. But I'm looking at the tail of the tape. Bortles v Tyrod. And uh, Blake Bortles had seven more touchdown passes, nine more interceptions. Mm. So, eh. so you could just balance that out. Two more interceptions, right? Blake Bortles had, let's see, I would say roughly nine hundred more yards passing. Roughly, quick math is kind of sketchy there. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know, and, and the- Tarad had a better passer rating, eighty-nine to about. 85, the, right around the, the, the 85 great, area code. The great thing that Blake has is he has a tremendous defense that look like they got stronger yeah. and better and faster, and he has two great young running backs in Fournette and uh, TJ Yeldon. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. You're great I, with Yeldon? I think it's an, I think it's an excellent accompli- uh, uh, accompaniment to Fournette. Right, what you don't want to do is drop all the way off a cliff when your number one guy comes out. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous, right? And you see the two back mold and you all over. All, you know? But you you need it now. Or you'll run your guys in, into the ground. Yeah. Another reason uh, why Le'Veon is holding out for 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 his his ducats because they will you know, give him the ball forty times a game. It's funny. Typically, I will take the last thing you say and apply it to Steve Desager, and it actually makes sense. Because you just said, run him into the ground. And lovingly, that's what I say about my guy, David Gascon, who's in for us tonight. And uh, he's going to run us straight into the ground yeah, with that's, this update. That's not true. If there's anything I do for you and our relationship is elevate, I elevate you. <laughs> that's right. Ephraim, that's right. not so much. Very I don't know positive. if I can spot You're the that Tony much. Robbins of update guys around here. <sighs> I've always said that about you. Have you? Yes. That's a little surprising. Really? Yes. Like Very you want to drive into a wall or drive off a bridge? <laughs> <laughs> you have tonight, Gascon. I got all on, kinds man. of stuff. Uh, good afternoon, good evening to both of you gentlemen. Uh, 
Brian, I know you're a huge Cardinals fan, so I'll start off with this since it's showcased on FS1. I don't know if you guys have watched a lot of it so far, but Cardinals and Brewers, in the bottom of the first inning, Wade Miley was on the bump for Milwaukee. He threw behind Tyler O'Neill, and he got a warning from the home plate umpire. Craig Council came out to kind of voice some displeasure. He got run. After just two-thirds wow. of an inning, he got run. Cardinals are out in front right now of Milwaukee. It's 4-1. Again, this game is showcased on FS1. Earlier today, Jacob DeGrom, a complete game gem, had nine Ks, seven hits, no earned runs. The Mets beat the Phillies in Philadelphia today, 3-1. Another complete game, this one by Alex Cobb of Baltimore. Orioles beat the Tribe today, 4-2. Cobb had three strikeouts through 100 pitches in the victory, Yankees cruise control today, thanks to one guy. 2-0 is hit in the air to deep left. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. And to the Toronto bullpen, a Stantonian home run. Non to Medicar. That ball should travel far. John Carlo. He homers for the second straight game, and the Yankees take a 7 nothing lead. You guys were talking about dancing earlier. I could dance to that <laughs> that beat right there. Wow. Yankees Radio Network. They beat the Blue, Gi- uh, Blue Jays 11-6. Then, guys, two quick notes in college ball today. Georgia freshman running back Zamir White towards ACL oh. in his left knee. He is done for the season. It was during a punt in scrimmage. And then LSU reserve wide receiver Drake Davis was arrested on second-degree battery last night. He has been suspended by the team indefinitely, so don't see him back sometime in the near future. In the NFL, you guys mentioned Josh Gordon. He's back at practice, not practicing with the team, but back at training camp. He's still in Stage 3 of the league substance abuse program, and he needs to pass certain conditions before officially practicing. Cleveland playing dealer today says the Browns aren't expected to sign Des Bryant, and then Carson Wentz has been cleared to participate in 11-on-11 drills, but head coach Doug Peterson says he needs to participate in a week's worth of practice in team drills before he could start the season opener. Now that I've elevated Brian Nell and, of course, helped out Ephraim Salam, back to you guys. Good stuff, man. That was detailed. <laughs> Very detailed. Well, I got to do it because Steve is so – Steve, oh, like, man. pulls things out of who knows what. Do you feel like there's a standard that yes. Steve DeSager sets oh, that yeah. you have to live up to? Yeah, absolutely. I, the only I difference between that. me and Steve is I love to play highlights, and Steve is just, give me the meat. I mean, give me the <laughs> – I like a little biscuit, a little gravy. <laughs> I, you know what? Now that you mention that, you're right about it. I can't remember a soundbite that Steve DeSager – has played. No. I'm sure he has at some point, but that's not his go-to. <laughs> yeah, no. the only thing that he plays is a stinger for Fox Sports. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it. oh, it's my time. Here we go. I got <laughs> a bunch of stuff to rattle through, you guys. Here you go. That's right. I love that. There you go. David Gascon. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800 947 Auto. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. Jalen Ramsey. And Ooh. the GQ piece did an interview with GQ magazine or GQ.com. I just wish we had sound of this thing, Ephraim. Man, that's a disservice to sports radio. Yeah. These comments not being said and recorded. <laughs> We'd be playing this stuff all the time. But one of the guys that he absolutely lambasted was Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, he said he thinks he's trash. 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 
said, I don't care what nobody say. He's trash, and it's going to show, too. It's a stupid draft pick to me. There you go. And you know what I did, Ephraim? I went back, and look, this isn't to say that Josh Allen is going to turn out to be Carson Wentz, but I went back and I just looked at their college numbers, just for the heck of Mm -hmm. it. Because you look at both guys being at at smaller colleges, uh, Josh Allen at Wyoming, Wentz at North Dakota State, and the numbers are fairly comparable. They're not light years apart. If you look at the completion percentage, that was the big difference. You had Carson Wentz around 64% in college, and Josh Allen was right around 56%. That's a big difference. Yeah, it's a huge difference, especially in college. Like, if you yeah. can't connect to your receivers in college, then how could you possibly, when, when, when the defenders are faster and more skilled, the windows are smaller, that's going to be a, a, a tough sell. It'll be tough, but just I would look at Carson Wentz also. He's gotten the benefit of better receivers oh, around yeah. him as well. Yep. So so it, it balances out to a degree. But if you look at touchdowns and interceptions, this is what stood out. Carson Wentz had 45 touchdowns, 14 picks in college. And Josh Allen had 44 touchdowns, 21 picks. So it It boils down to Carson Wentz had one more touchdown pass and seven fewer interceptions. So if you get Josh Allen in a like a higher completion percentage based offense, you look at North Turner, what he's doing with Cam Newton, Carolina, you're probably going to see Cam Newton's completion percentage bump up a little bit. Mm -hmm. If you do something similar with Josh Allen, I wouldn't write this guy off automatically and say he's trash because he underperformed against bigger schools who he was significantly overmatched against. He might be able to maybe prove the critics wrong one day. I think so. I, it just, to me, him come, Josh coming out of college, he was a little rougher. Well, I, a lot more rougher than, than his, his counterparts. And mm-hmm. I, I just think... It'll take him a little bit longer. I don't know how well that'll go in Buffalo because around no- end of November, December, when that weather changes. Oh, man. <laughs> He's got the arm, though. He definitely has the arm. The accuracy yeah. is the problem. <laughs> being able to throw the ball is one thing, but being able to throw the ball to the right team in, 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 in these small windows that defenders give you, that's a whole nother issue. And I haven't seen And I watched Josh a lot. Him playing in the Mountain West Conference uh, with the San Diego State, so I've mm-hmm. seen I, I saw him a lot the last two years. And, and granted, most of his weapons uh, left a year prior to last year for him, uh, so he was there with young guys, freshmen, and and you know redshirt guys, stuff like that. But nevertheless, accuracy is accuracy. You got to have it. Yes, you, you do. have to have that. And another portion of what Jalen Ramsey said about Josh Allen, I love this. He says, quote, if you look at his big games against uh, bigger schools, it was always hella interceptions, hella turnovers. It's like, yo, if you're this good, why couldn't you do better? He fits that mold. He's a big, tall quarterback, big arm, supposedly. I don't see it personally, end quote. First thing that stands out, hella is still cool. Hella still cool, man. I guess so, man. Hella interceptions, hella turnovers. I thought we had turned the page on hella, nah, but nah. I stand corrected. Nah, that's hella dope. Hella dope. Um, that's not what Jalen is saying about Josh, no. Josh Allen. 
He hella whack. Yeah. Yeah, right? I, I don't know, man. It's just one of these where sometimes it becomes follow the leader with sports opinions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the fashionable opinion is Josh Allen's just going to be trash. This dude's going to suck in the NFL. And it's it's like, hold on a minute. If you look at this dude having a big arm, sure, he was inaccurate at Wyoming when they're overmatched in a lot of those ball games. Can he improve upon that? I'll never forget. I used to watch Dak Prescott a lot at Mississippi State. And every now and then, this dude would airmail a screen pass. <laughs> he would just have his running back in the flat. And it was like five feet over his head. And I'm like, what is with Dak? And all of a sudden, he went to the pros. And accuracy is not an issue for the guy. He also, So could it happen with Josh Allen? He sure, also went could. to the pros with the best offensive line. So he has a little bit more time. Absolutely. There's no doubt. Yeah. And it could be a process. It probably will be a process with the Bills. I do not expect Josh Allen to hit the ground running. They just don't have a good roster, especially offensively. But you know as well as I do, if Josh Allen goes out there and he starts week one, he doesn't play too well. Or whenever he plays, it's going to be, ah, see, told you so. It's going to be instant confirmation with Josh Allen if he stinks it up in a game. And I think it could be a knee-jerk reaction. It, it will be because we're expecting them to be bad. All the yeah. other guys, we've sung their praises, Donald and Mayfield, um, Josh Rosen, maybe cleated Jesus. You know, we've sung their praises. So, and you, you know, you said it last week. They come out and they have good outings. Now the, you know, the heavens open up and the beam of light is shine down and the choir singing. Doves. Oh, hey, yeah. oh right. Yeah. The the next coming. <laughs> uh, but a when rainbow. a when a quarterback has huge question marks. Then I mean that gavel's ready to slam down, man. I mean oh. you don't get my look at that. Oh, yep. Same thing with Jared Goff. Jared Goff played behind a bad offensive line with weak receivers to throw to. Had five touchdowns, seven picks, I believe, in his rookie season. And people were like, "Bap, told you, bust city." <laughs> and then last year happened, and those people had to shut up. You know? Yeah. Can happen like that. All right. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, the man who got fired for doing his job. I'm Brian No, He's E from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and E from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. How about this story, E from, with Bruce Bowen? Bruce Bowen, obviously former San Antonio Spur, he had some things to say about Kawhi Leonard <laughs> only playing nine games last season. He was a guest on Sirius XM NBA radio a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And he didn't crush Bruce Bowen or he didn't crush I'm sorry, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard to the point where it was obnoxious or it got really personal. It wasn't anything along those lines. But the Clippers fired him from his TV gig. The Clippers, the team, they have a lot of say-so in who stays, who goes, and they weren't exactly feeling Bruce Bowen's comments about Kawhi Leonard. So Bruce Bowen, he was a guest on the Dan Patrick Show. Here's what he had to say. It was because of my comments uh, towards Kawhi, what I had to say about him. Now, now the thing is, Kawhi and his family, I'm very good with. But, you know, I feel like this, that 
as a analyst, as a former player, as a, a guy that, that used to talk to Kawhi a lot, I think it's important that I can say the truth and be able to face his mother. You know, I'm not tearing him down, but I am talking about the way you go about things, especially in today's society where so many things are just let go and no one tends to talk about what's truly going on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his job is to be an analyst and to provide opinions. And I thought he said it perfectly, Ephraim, where he was like, I could face his mom and feel perfectly fine about it because it didn't get personal. He was basically saying, look, you're the franchise going back to when Kawhi was with the Spurs. You think they're going to rush you back onto the court? What do they have to gain by rushing you back on the court? That's not what they're doing. You're the $18 million superstar guy. That's not what's going on here. That's totally fair. And he got fired for doing his job and providing opinions. It was a joke. Yeah. Um, the fact that Bruce was good with Kawhi's mom and his and Kawhi and all of that had no bearing on he wasn't good with the Clippers. The Clippers want to acquire Kawhi's services. Mm -hmm. So anyone in their organization who can be heard or seen speaking disparagingly in their opinion is less valuable than than Kawhi Leonard. That's what it boils down to. We want Kawhi. You had some negative things to say about Kawhi in our estimation, so we're going to part ways with you so we don't have to cross that bridge when we get to it. But to think that it's going to cost them Kawhi Leonard as a free agent next year is an overreaction. You really I mean, think that Clippers, Kawhi Leonard is going to be like, hey, wait a minute, I would sign with the Clippers, but Bruce Bowen said that the Spurs hadn't, didn't have anything to gain by rushing me back on the court. Nope, not going there. Really? That's the way it's going to play out? I don't think so at all. Not at all. But this is the Clippers we're talking about here. They're a team that's always been – even the last couple years, the last five years when they've been good, when they had all of the pieces they needed to make a deep run in the playoffs and never could because the Clippers are the Clippers. This is another line of things that happened – they really think they're going to get Kawhi Leonard, so they fired Bruce Bowen because he had some critical things to say about him. If you're talking about a misstep or missing the point, but I also want to talk about ex-athletes going into the media and being broadcasters and analysts. Yeah, you know we're so used to being, you know, seen as our talents, right? So. Bruce Bourne was a tremendous short corner three uh, shooter and a defender. He was talented. He was revered for that. So his talent would allow him to get away with certain things. But when it comes to media and broadcasting, it's a different set of situations. The standard is different, you know, and he's just fine. He's learned a lesson, and this is going to carry him, you know, further into his career. It's just a weak lesson. It is. Like, again, if Bruce Bowen had said – this guy is such a me player. I don't trust him at all. If I had my wallet sitting around and Kawhi was in the same room, I would jump in like Superman and protect my wallet because this guy can't be trusted. He's a rat. If he said all of those, okay, now it's personal. But just to say what he said, it didn't deserve the reaction that the Clippers had. 
It just didn't. All right, coming up next, how various quarterbacks responded to harsh criticism. You know, Ephraim, I do feel like sometimes the faithful listeners we have on this show, on the Fox Sports Radio Airwaves, they're shortchanged with some of the fiery back-and-forth conversations we have off the air. And yet again, I have to report to you that, like, I'm torn here, honestly, because our guy, Papa Bear Ryan Smith, our faithful technical producer, on one hand, I like that he is off the sauce and he's trying to better himself as a man and general human being. On the other side, he is just a pain in the rectum today, man. You know? Whew. You hear what he's saying in the breaks about Matt Ryan? He's crushing Drake, crushing Matt Ryan, saying Matt Ryan's overrated. He's a hack. and He's channeling his inner Jalen Ramsey because Jalen Ramsey just called him overrated. What's your take on Matt Ryan, the quarterback, E from Salam? I think if you take out his MVP year, he's pedestrian. Thank you, you! Thank you! You you have channeled your inner Papa Bear Ryan yes! Smith, and shame on you, big man. Shame on you. I will rattle off, because this is the exact argument that Papa Bear was throwing out there at me. As I just perused Matt Ryan's little stat-by-stat, his year-by-year uh, production here, you tell me if these years are pedestrian. How does this sound? 32 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, Passer rating's 99. Completion percentage is 68.6. Does that sound pedestrian to you? Yeah. I mean, it's... What? It's, 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 I mean, it's good. He's not, he's not a bust. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. That's, that's not pedestrian, man. Every he's only team would had... sign up for that type of production this year. Okay. Oh, I, you know, I, my whole thing is... You know, if if you look at 2016, he was phenomenal. 38 yeah. and 7, passing yep. rating 117.1. Yeah. Passing rating the year before that was 89. Mm-hmm. Before that was 93, 89. Like he's been right in that 80. Yeah, he gave you 87, 91, 92, another season 91. That's all good. Right? Double digit interceptions in all but two years. Mm hmm. You he know, takes chances. He's not going to Alex Smith you. <laughs> in a pass-happy league, he's just good. He's just okay to good. He, in a right. pass-happy he's league. Not, he's not. That year he had in 2016 was unbelievable. It was. Yes. But, but if I he wouldn't have had that, if you take that year out, we're not talking about Matt Ryan like an MVP, are we? No. You know what's funny, though? I think that it works the opposite way. And I hear you. What you just said is true. Right? That's That's but, all I'm saying. I hear you. I hear you on that. But I think what works against Matt Ryan, and it's crazy, it's an irony, is that his MVP season works against him right. because it makes you look more critically and overly critically at all of his other seasons. If Matt Ryan never had the 2016 season, let's say it was just a, a normal, regular year, good but not great. You're looking at 2012 with 32 touchdowns, 14 picks, completion percentage around 68, 99 passer rating, and you're like, that's a freaking good year right there. But because of his MVP season, you're like, nah, that's just average, really. (laughs) It's it's not. It's just his MVP season dwarfs his other seasons. Yeah, and that's why I said if you take that out, he's pedestrian. He's a good quarterback, but he's not the guy you talk about. You won't put him in the same category as you put – uh, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Brady, Tom Brady. 
Like you wouldn't would put e- him below that. Even yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. I would definitely put him in the Big Ben category. Ah, nah, Big, Big Ben is crazy. an elite quarterback. I'm not crazy at all. I would definitely put him in the Big Ben. Listen to Jalen Ramsey, decent at best. Now, I think that's crazy too. But is de- he's decent, but that's pedestrian, <laughs> right? With him. What's that? Oh, you oh you talking about for Big Ben? Yeah, that's yeah, that what was Jaylen yeah, said I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't no, agree with that. That was, but that's no, coming that's off the 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 two games they played against them last year, that where is. they just yeah, they had big. Remember, we were in here talking about ben they had Big five Ben. Picks. He in yeah. here talking about I don't know if I got it. I don't. Yeah, I don't, right. I don't know if I have it anymore. <laughs> and then right. next, next week, looks like I do have it. You created that narrative, Ben. Goodness. Uh, right. But anyway, with uh, with Matt Ryan and Big Ben, what's the letter grade? What's the letter grade that you would give Matt Ryan? Over the course of his career, I give what Matt, type of quarterback? I give him a solid B minus B. He gets he gets a B. I'd go slightly above. I'd go B plus. I wouldn't put him in the A range. He's not in the over A the range. Of his season. <laughs> he, had a a he had a one A range. Yeah, he had one A range year. Right. So oh, I would I would put in 2012 as an A range year as well. But I mean, okay, we're splitting hairs at this point. Right. But I would argue that. A B plus letter grade is better than pedestrian. That's what I'm saying to you. Mm. <laughs> okay, I, I I get where you I get where you you're going with that. I it, okay, yeah. that makes sense. He's above average. How about okay, that? Okay, all right. I like that. He's, I like a, that he's above than average. Pedestrian. Yeah, yes. he's above average. Okay, we'll do that. We'll put him at above. Can we average. say good? He's good. He's good. You can okay. win with him. You can get to the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah, you can get that real choke. <laughs> That's he always pulls this card, Ephraim. Can we set the record straight once and for all that more blame should be at the feet of Kyle Shanahan for throwing the ball when they were in field goal range yeah, that instead was, of that Matt was, Ryan? That was ridiculous for Kyle to do that. It was absurd. Yeah, that was nuts. Make no sense whatsoever. That's just a bad football. That just the Pete get falls in the same category as Pete Carroll. It does, but you know, I was thinking the same thing as you, man. Sometimes our minds go in the same place. So we've got common ground with ballers, and we've got common ground with the Kyle Shanahan Pete Carroll thing. You know. Yep. But um, with Daryl Bevel calling the play and it turning out to be an interception by Malcolm Butler, you know what's funny about that is Russell Wilson somehow escapes all blame. <laughs> all blame. All blame. <laughs> Yet all the blame goes on Matt Ryan. That makes no sense. That's how it goes, man. <laughs> but how? They're both quarterbacks. They're both upper echelon quarterbacks, good quarterbacks. Are you serious? What was Absolutely. the score at halftime against the Patriots and the Falcons? What was the score? That's why Matt Ryan gets the blame. Give me a break. Okay, so the Patriots made a comeback. Was Matt Ryan playing DB? Nobody was stolen the ball and choking. I don't think we watched the same game, Ephraim. Man, probably He's fired up. You know what? If that same game unfolded, but the Falcons were playing someone other than the Patriots, you wouldn't get this fiery Papa Bear because we know how much he hates the Patriots, and that's at the center of this whole thing. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, look, I I like Matt Ryan. I think he's a good quarterback. I think that... Jalen Ramsey was spot on on a lot of the things he said. Like, spot on. Do you think he was spot on saying Matt Ryan was overrated? I think, yeah. 
because <gasps> we hold a lot of people put him in that elite status, and that's not where he belongs. You even really? said that. Do you think so? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, people? yeah. When when you talk because once you win an MVP. You know, they start trying to put Cam up there. Cam doesn't belong up there. No. You can't go right. up there. So I yeah. put him and Cam, and even though Matt Ryan is uh, – Matt Ryan's it, better than Cam. It is, yeah, he's uh, definitely more accurate. Oh, gosh. You know, but you also have Julio Jones. Matt Ryan has always had top-shelf receivers he de- since well, he's Julio, been in the league. sure, yeah. But even Roddy White, even before then, even before, you know, so he's always had those guys to throw the ball to. And as of late, he's had a heck of a backfield, you know, two-headed monster in the backfield. So things have hey man, have been Cam's smoother. got a good backfield, too. Yeah, he does. He de- he definitely does. See Christian McCaffrey? I like Christian McCaffrey. Oof. Yeah, he's <laughs> white I remember lightning. when he was a – man. I remember when he was so crazy looking at looking at these kids now. Yeah. Well, was, you probably were teammates with Ed, right? I, me and Ed, man, that's my guy. Yeah. Ed and Lisa McCaffrey. Lo- love Lisa. Lisa's one of my all-time favorites. She is amazing. She doesn't really like to fly. And so we were flying somewhere one time, and she has the headset, the headphones on, and, you know, she can listen on this particular airplane, we can she can listen to what's going on, you know, and she was giving me updates. Okay, the pilot said we're going to – I was like, hey, I'm, Lisa, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm good. I'm just going to watch a movie. She is so funny and intense and that whole family. And just to see Christian with the growth and his abilities in the NFL. It's, I remember when they used to be at practice, man. He's crazy. That's what I was going to ask you is how – Young was he when you first oh met my Christian? God, he two. Oh my <laughs> gosh, two years yeah. old. <laughs> Seriously, and like, I was just juking fools in the NFL. It's crazy. Kids rolling around the, the practice field during camp and stuff like that. Man, it was it's nuts. And now he's a bona fide, you know, player in the NFL. He's an up and comer. There's yeah. no doubt. Oh, he's yeah. he's a tremendous talent, man. Yeah, a nice touchdown. Uh, was it last night against the Dolphins? Oh, yeah. He was, Whenever it he was. was out. It was a really nice play by him. Yeah. You might see a lot more from Christian McCaffrey and North Turner's offense. If you're talking about higher percentage throws, hit the ball to deuce deuce. Just let him go to work. Yeah. You know? Things he will, make sense to he, he me. He will be utilized. Oh, he needs to be. Absolutely. That guy is a uh, he's a game breaker. But that helps Cam, though, with his accuracy and his completion. Uh percentages it's going to get the ball out of his hands faster instead of always looking for the big plays down the field it's going to allow him to 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 move around in the pocket and and really take advantage of his size and his strength yeah and I want to see how DJ Moore does he's the rookie receiver out of Maryland 24th overall pick so if he's able to be a contributor that'll be big but you know what I I was thinking about the team that's going to have the biggest step back this season we should get into this next it's brian noe from salam coming to you live from the geico fox sports radio studios 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance visit geico.com for a free rate quote the team that has the biggest drop off from this year compared to last year it might be the toughest prediction to make heading into the season but we will discuss that coming up I'm Brian Noe Z from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. This program brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Last year, over 3 million drivers switched to Progressive. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com today and find out if you could save. It's Brian No, Andy from Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. By the way, Ephraim, I went to Chick-fil-A before the show tonight. Ooh. You got some... Uh, Got a soft spot for Chick-fil-A? Uh, I like me some Chick-fil-A now. See, we got more common ground. I'm going to add it to the list right Put now. Put it on the list. Got Ballers, Chick-fil-A. Wow, Ryan just said Chick-fil-A is overrated. You have to learn to ignore. Popeye's chicken, baby. Come Brian. on. Roscoe's chicken and waffles. Come on. I love both of those places. Brian, you got to learn to ignore. <laughs> I have a seven and a four-year-old. I'm not saying I that. I spent a lot of time ignoring. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not as great as people say it is. Oh, no, it is. It's as great. It's actually better than people say it is. It is a little slice of heaven. And customer service is oh, by dude. far oh. the best out of <laughs> any fast food chain on the planet it's a, Earth. It's a little too it much is. sometimes. Man, you'd be like, man, this is crazy. They're hey, like sir, hawking, man. They're hawking me from across the it's restaurant. Like, sir, I need to wipe <laughs> your mouth My here. beverage <laughs> want, wants to be refreshed. I'm like... It seems that your iced tea has no ice in it anymore. Allow, please scoop this ice you even out of my hand. It's just got the look of not having enough ice, sir. I would just when like to help you. Right, when you're drinking, you don't seem refreshed enough. <laughs> so please, sir, let me refresh that drink for you. It's crazy, man. But I love it. I, oh, it's By fantastic. the time you get to the window, someone will be walking your food out to the car. Yeah. Like, you don't and, even and get around. It happily. Mm. They're happy about here? it, too. <laughs> no. Are they a sponsor? I wish they would. I have some, okay, some of the nuggets in here right now. <laughs> They're a sponsor, but change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know, right? <laughs> right. Got to be careful. Better I'll better. tell you, you're right about it. If you go to the drive-thru, <laughs> we went there today. There's, you know, like the dual drive-throughs, mm-hmm. yeah. like the two-in-one. Oh, yeah. They got people standing out there taking your There's order. people there out are... there in front of yeah. the The line is stretching into the streets, you know? There's cars coming by. There's working around traffic. And the line is just like, boom, 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 going through. No problem. If any other fast food joint ran the same way, you know, if you had Chick-fil-A's amount of cars... And you just like put them in front of Burger King. Burger King has a huge line. Burger, or not Burger, Taco Bell. Taco Bell sucks compared to Chick Fil A, just in terms of how fast you get your stuff. You You're, agree with that? Right. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's not even close. Not even close. Yeah, and they get man. You go there at like two a.m. All you see is people. That, yeah, oh. <laughs> people there, man. Because they're drunk. That's why it's two a.m. No, right man. there. The employees don't need to be drunk. That's how they act. Well, I mean, it's like pick up the pace here. You knew we were going to be here. <laughs> Are they a sponsor here? At Taco Bell? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, but. then yeah, you're. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful. <laughs> I'll tell you a real quick story though. While we're talking about this, he from. I've noticed when I go to Chick Fil A, I will always ask for three or four ketchups, and the girl corrected me again today. And she, they do it real sly. Like, I don't think they mean anything by it. So it was the girl outside. You know how they have the mm-hmm. the person outside if you go into the drive-thru? Yes. And she was like, would you like any sauce, anything? I was like, uh, just four ketchups, please. And she goes, four ketchup? Okay. And she wrote it down. And I'm like, 
Every time, man. Every time they will say that. And it's technically correct. There's yeah. multiple ketchup. It's plural. Ketchups. Yes. Yeah. If you were like, if she was like, what well, what would you like to drink? I was like, uh, you know, give me three Cokes. They wouldn't be, oh, three Coke? No, they'd be like, all right, yeah, I get it. Three waters, plural, multiple, right? Same thing with ketchup. Wherever, wherever their school is to, to train employees, <laughs> some colleges can take notes, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, dude, they are... They do such a great job just getting your stuff quickly and nicely, you know? Mm-hmm. They're just great at it. And if they correct me improperly with ketchups, I'll let it slide, you know? Just and, find it interesting. But you don't have to pay for more ketchups or yeah. more sauces. Uh, it's on or the house, anything. man. How many you want? 27? Would you Here like you 30 sauces? No problem. You're... <laughs> it's pleasant. It's very pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking about the uh, the team that's going to take the most significant step back mm-hmm. this year. I've seen some columns talking about the Seahawks, which is ridiculous. Because think of it this way. Let's go back to last season first before we go any further. You look at the biggest fall. It was the New York Giants. They went from an 11-win oh, yeah. team to three wins. Bottoms so they up. fell off by eight games, Ephraim. Do you think that the Seahawks are going to go from nine and seven to one and fifteen, no, or to three and thirteen? They're not as bad as that. They're just not that bad. They're not going to be a three and thirteen team with no. Russell Wilson under center. No, it's not going to happen. Yeah. No, for me, I would say the Jacksonville Jaguars. You go in Jacksonville. Yeah, I am because what they were able to do last year uh, with that. Tremendous defense, top two defenses in the league, and a lack of a real starting quarterback in their division, they were able to really get a stronghold, especially on the AFC South. But now you have Deshaun Watson coming back from Mm -hmm. injury, and now we finally have Andrew Luck back in the fold. So those Mm -hmm. teams, both of those teams, the Texans and the Colts, will be considerably better. Another year under Marcus Mariota, we still don't know what that means. Yeah. But – and also their – um, their their schedule is a little bit tougher than it was now, uh, than it was last year. So I think that people are going to really make Blake Bortles beat them, and they're going to be okay with the outcome when it comes down to that. <laughs> we need a sound effect to signify your piñata, which is Blake Bortles figuratively. You know, I'm just speaking <laughs> strictly <laughs> from. Like from a football player, from an analyst's point of view, from, that's yes. it. Like if you have you. a t- if you have a team that <laughs> has someone who is not, you know, in the upper echelon at quarterback, <laughs> what you? I'm trying to be politically what are you correct say? here you for the guy. You gotta call it like okay? it is, man. You can. He's being not going to be sure. able to get away with winning games with 80 yards right or passing. It's, it's just not going to happen. They're not going to allow it to happen anymore. Right? Teams like that when they sneak up on you. You know, you, they hit you in the mouth. They're not sneaking up on anybody. Everybody's expecting that. And there was a mm-hmm. rough game. Watching that game earlier today, that was rough. A lot of penalties. Mm. A lot of penalties. It just didn't seem like it was a flow going. A lot of turnovers. So we'll see how this thing shakes out. But I can see Jacksonville taking some notches down because of the 
the improvement of the Texans with their quarterback, even though their offensive line is eh, and then the uh, Colts with Andrew Luck. Right. Um, I mean, you talk about O-line. Jacksonville picked up Andrew Norwell from the Panthers. Very good guard. So they might just try to run with Fournette. And I get your point. You're going to see defenses load up against the run and be like, if Blake beats us, we'll just take our hats off to him. But that's what's going to happen for us to lose. But they might just stick with that smash mouth. You saw it was the same thing last year. It's not as if coordinators are going to be like, you know what? We should try to stop Leonard Fournette this year. They tried to do that last year. He faced the most eight-man boxes of any running back last season. So it's going to be the same this year. And who's to say they don't have similar success? I hear what you're saying, though, with the division getting tougher. I look at it and I say, okay, 10-6, and six, that's what Jacksonville was last year. So if they drop off by six games, do you see them being a 4-12 and 12 team? They'd have to be ravaged by injuries to be 4-12. and 12. Um, It could happen, man. It could it happen. Can. When it's... you don't have that guy as a signal caller, it... <laughs> you, I'm, I'm dead serious. Think about that. When... when um, Aaron Rodgers went down. They, they were like, ooh, we don't know who this is. What, what team is this? Right? Oh, so when you gosh. don't have that guy, God forbid something happens to Blake Bortle. Right. Right? Or, 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 or Leonard Fournette. And mm-hmm. I don't wish that on anybody, but they, everything has to be perfect. It was perfect for him last year. I don't think it'll be perfect for him again this year because the, 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 the division got better. It did. There's no doubt. Fournette missed a handful of games last year, though, you know? Yeah. And they still went to 10 wins, but they're not sneaking up on anybody. They went from, I believe they were worst. They were a last-place team in the AFC South. Mm -hmm. I have to go back and check uh, leading up to what they did last season, but I'm going to go in another another direction because we mentioned the, the Giants last year dropped off by eight wins. The Raiders dropped off by six wins. So if you look at somewhere around that realm, a team that's maybe going to lose six or seven more games than they did a year prior. I'm looking at Carolina. Mm. I don't love it because this is the toughest thing to predict. Can you see if we just use, let's say, seven wins, can you see the Steelers being a 6-10 and ten team this year? Can you see the Patriots being 6-10? and ten? No. It's hard to see any of that going. In. We didn't see the Giants going 3-13 and 13 a year after going 11-5 and five at all. Right. But it happened. And so I have a hard time seeing Carolina dropping to a, like a 4-12 and 12 team. I really don't see that. But you want to talk about a tough division, that's the NFC South. You got Breeze. You got Matt Ryan. The Saints and the Falcons are both good teams. Tampa, that's the last team remaining. And they're not just a gimme every single week in the division. That's tough. You know, they beat the Saints the last game of the year. Um, so I look at Carolina could they fall back to earth? Yes, because they were 7-1 and one last year in one-possession games. And typically when you're winning games that frequently one year, you regress the next year. Right. And you get Thomas Davis. He misses the first four games as a stud linebacker. That doesn't help at all. So I could see them being a sub-500 team, and they're a candidate to have the biggest fall from the 2017 season. That makes sense. It it definitely makes sense. Um, we just got to see. Now we'll we'll see if that new offense is, is is clicking and and you know we talked about it early in the show if they can spread that ball around a little bit more, get the ball out of Cam's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But under that criteria, I can see Jacksonville going, you know, six and ten. I really can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the biggest drop off will be in terms of wins. You know, the number of wins. Does someone regress by five wins? Is that the biggest drop off from last year to this year? I don't. We'll find out. But it's going into the season. It's the toughest thing to predict. I'm convinced. I really am predicting the team that's going to fall off the most in terms of wins because it's just not easy to see it clearly. But it's not. Yeah. Someone who sees things clearly, Ephraim. Mm. It's our guy, David Gascon. He's in for Steve DeSager tonight. What's going on, Dave? I'm I'm right there with you two guys. I love that division this year. I love the NFC North. I love the AFC South. If Andrew Luck is semi-healthy, should be some good football this year. Uh, Should be tremendous football, absolutely. You're looking for fall-off. What about the biggest ascent? Mm, I mean, That's a good one. I mean, Probably at least Cleveland, right? I mean, They got to be in the mix. They could go 7-9. I mean, you go from no wins to three. three. Bring out the parade. (laughs) Bring out the parade. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it should be interesting. And speaking of the national. I'll tell you who it's not going to be, though, David. Who do you think it's not going to be? Not going to be the Broncos, tell you that much. (sighs) No, it is not. No, it won't be. But it won't Sorry, be man. the it won't be the Miami Dolphins either. Yeah, you're right about that. Also, yeah, I, yeah. You're, you're talking a lot about Blake Bortles. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is like a poor man's Blake Bortles. <laughs> oh my gosh, you didn't just say that. I did. That is an wow. all time troll job, right? There. He is not that bad. You're I think- crazy. <laughs> you are crazy. These guys, Ryan and Eric, are giving me the high fives and saluting me. So uh, <laughs> got a lot of support in here, at Fox Sports. <laughs> Radio. They're guys, just haters, too. You guys can all be wrong and haters at the same time. Guys, speaking of quarterbacks and the National Football League, Carson Wentz has been cleared for 11-on-11 team drills, and head coach Doug Peterson likes his work so far but wants to see him go through at least a week of team drills before he's ready to start on the season. Cleveland playing dealer today says the Browns aren't expected to sign free agent Des Bryant. Josh Gordon has reported to Brown's training camp, but still in stage three of the league's substance abuse program. Only to pass certain conditions before he's able to practice with the ball club. Dropping down to the college ranks, Georgia freshman tailback Zamir White tore his ACL in his left knee while recovering a punt in scrimmage today. He has looked to be done for the season. In Major League Baseball, Cardinals right now are thumping the Milwaukee Brewers. It's on yeah. FS1. And yeah. They're playing great baseball, David Gascon. Give the Redbirds some due. <laughs> They're 67 and 56. They're right on the heels of the wild card teams. They're trying to get into the playoffs, Gascon. Come on now. Whatever. They're playing great ball. <laughs> They're playing great ball, dude. You, you know who's playing great ball right now. Here's a 3-2 again. A line drive to left for a base hit. He is taking the lead. It's going to go all the way to the wall. Simeon has scored. Lowry's the third. They're going to wave him. He's around the bag at third. There'll be no throw. It's a two-run double to left by Chris Davis. And the A's take the early lead. It's 2-0 Athletics in the bottom of the first. Amazing the story that is the Oakland Athletics right now. Trevor Cahill picked up the W. He's now 5-2 this season. 3-12 3-12 and 12 ERA, went seven full, seven Ks, one hit against. Oakland and Houston are now tied for the division lead in the American League West. 7-1 was the final, and I guess it's a little bit of a shocker because it doesn't happen every day, but J.D. Martinez went yard again. 38th time this season he has done so. Boston is on top of Tampa right now, 5-2. This game sits right now in the 
Top of the ninth inning, Martinez on the days, one for two, scored twice, batting 333 with 38 home runs. If you're a Dodger fan, you have to be happy Arizona didn't uh, retain his services from last season because he killed the West last year. He did get David Gascon. That's right. And you're right about the A's. That's a tremendous story. Man. But yeah, look at the look at what the Cardinals have done over the last 11, 12 nobody games. Nobody cares. Yeah, one loss. One, no, one loss. Nobody cares. They do. They do. Yeah. <laughs> it's Brian Noni from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. It's a long sound effect. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. We should be betting on the A's more, Ephraim. I know, you get down right? on baseball betting at all? No. No. <laughs> no. By the way, I've got some audio for you, Ephraim, that should get a laugh out of you. All right? Let me uh, set this thing up. So I was doing radio here in Portland. I was on Rip City Radio 620, and we were interviewing Doug LaMaurice. You ever heard of Doug LaMaurice? I don't think so. Yeah, I hadn't either. But he works for Cleveland.com. And so my producer, Eric, he said to me before the interview, he said, hey, Doug just doesn't want to do any predictions. He doesn't know the inside scoop or the details about Ohio State. He doesn't know how they're going to rule. So he would just like to avoid talking about what they're going to do. I'm like, okay, cool. So Eric told me, he was like, just ask him, when do you think the decision is going to be unveiled? And so right before the interview, the press release came out that they were going to tell us what's what on Sunday. And so I went to a different question. I was just asking him his personal feeling if he thought that a two-week timeline was rushing through this, right? Nothing wrong with that. Would you say, Ephraim? Right. Okay. Listen to how it played out. You'll get a laugh out of this, big man. Pretty good stuff. Bruce Feldman, he announced that uh, the investigation into Urban Meyer will likely be completed by Sunday. Does Do you get the sense that they're he just didn't rushing? He Ohio State announced it. Right. He announced their announcement. Ohio Fine. State sent out a release. It's not like he broke news. Ohio State sent out that release. Fine. Like Great. Awesome. Go ahead. So anyway, um, with <laughs> wow. Ohio State, okay. do you think that they're just rushing through this too much? Do you get the sense if they put a 14-day timeline on it that they're just trying to move on as quickly as possible instead of uncovering what they really need to get to the bottom of? Yeah, I told your producer I didn't want to talk about it because all it is is speculation and I don't know. So he told me we weren't really going to do that. So, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not – I've done – I've had a million radio requests and I don't know. So, I don't know. And you guys knew that when you had me on, that I wasn't going to talk about it. Doug, don't get your pants in a, like, jumbled up there. I asked you if you thought going through 14 days was a little bit too fast. But thanks for being here. You have a great day. No, thanks for being a jerk about it. Don't ever call me again. Cool, Doug. Have a good one, buddy. (laughs) That is amazing. (laughs) That is amazing. Wow. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. That was awesome. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, Dad, thanks for being a jerk. Thanks for being a jerk about it. Don't ever call me again. <laughs> that's, ama- that's awesome. God, Ephraim, that's awesome. I asked for his opinion. 
In your opinion, do you think they're rushing through this? That's not unfair. There's nothing unfair about that at all. Yeah, I told your producer I wasn't going to do this, okay? Yeah, I've you had a knew. million requests over it. I'm Doug Maurice, all right? I'm fending him off. My phone's ringing off the hook. They want some more of Doug Maurice. let me tell you. before that, he was like, oh, no, 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 no. Ohio State really said he didn't break. That wasn't <laughs> no. breaking news. He didn't break that news. Like, okay, I didn't say. Oh, all right. I was well. Thankfully, we set the record. He was already in a way before it even started. Like Papa Bear today coming in, he already felt a certain type of way. Okay, I'm nothing like that. So I mean, I got issues, but not very combative. I'm not very combative. At least I'm funny about it. Okay, I mean, I'm I'm not mean like that. That was was. aggressive. Maybe Doug Maurice got off the sauce just like Papa Bear did. He needs to get back on the sauce, man. That did. was crazy. <laughs> hey, I, I told your producer to do whatever his name is. Called me. I said, don't do that. And you guys do it anyway. So way to go, guys. Yeah. Uh, that's great. He had to have the last word, too. Yeah, yeah right. Like, All right. Have a good day. Hey, uh, you don't need to be a jerk and lose my number. All right, Doug. Don't ever call me again. Okay, bud. <laughs> I should. You know what? It's hard to think on your feet. The Can whole we call time, him right you know? now? You know what? I tried to set that up today. Usually. Oh my god! I you know what? I, I reached out to Eric. Eric's in for Gavin today. I explained the whole thing to him, and I was like, "Hey, here's what you do: get Doug on the show. Don't say I'm on the show. <laughs> okay? <laughs> we'll have Ephraim bring us back from commercial break. You'll ask him a Browns question or something Ohio related, right? And then I'll pop on." Hey, Doug, Brian, no, your best buddy with you. Just curious, your opinion, oh your opinion, God. mind you. Do you think Ohio State rushed through this investigation? We couldn't get that done? Oh. That's the type of radio we need to be doing. That's exactly right. That's what we were shooting for, but we couldn't get a hold of him. Couldn't track him down. Doug's probably like, you know what? These millions of people trying to get interviews. Thousands of the stations. Weekend off. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Doug Maurice, Cleveland.com. Thanks for being a jerk about it. Don't ever call me again. That is awesome, man. That made me smile. It's good. I'm smiling. We're in the business of making that happen, Ephraim. Absolutely. All right, coming up next in the Geico Studios, the NFL quarterback that somehow escapes all the criticism that should be headed his way. I'm Brian No. He's Ephraim Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Ephraim Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. You know, Ephraim, Jalen Ramsey, who roasted a ton of quarterbacks, not everybody, but the ones that he roasted, he, uh, he really roasted them, man. You ever see the roasts on Comedy Central? Yeah. <laughs> I love those things, man. You have a favorite roast from Comedy Central? Um, I like, um, I think it was the Emmett Smith roast or something like that. Oh, man, I didn't see that one. And Jamie Foxx was up there. <laughs> and this one comedian was up there trying to, to roast Jamie. And oh, it went, I know what you're talking oh about. Yes. That and went, Jamie was roasting him back. Oh, my God, it was so bad. Oh, he was I've like, seen that. Yes. This, this is your conscience. Because <laughs> the dude roasted you, oh Jamie was God, he was so terrible, right? Oh, and Jamie just oh, oh my, he gave him the annihilated business, him, just crushed him. Yeah, 
Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> Maybe say something funny and they'll laugh. That won't be happening. This <laughs> is your conscience. Yeah. <laughs> this the is guy not was you just going, up there. This is not Jamie. This is your uh, conscience. <laughs> I got to go back and look at that to see oh which comedian God. that was trying to something get on Jamie. Daryl yeah. Williams or something like that. It was, man, it was bad. That was rough. That's Here. when roasts go wrong. What happened God, to that comedian? So but anyway, with Jalen Ramsey, it's as if he was Dave Ross. You know, you got to have Dave Ross on every single one of those roasts. He does a fa- fantastic job as a comedian crushing people. But Jalen Ramsey, he roasted half the NFL. And outside of roasting people, he gave a compliment of all quarterbacks to Marcus Mariota. He said this to GQ.com. I think Marcus Mariota is a great quarterback for their team. What? Like, here's the thing, Ephraim. If we're talking about Matt Ryan having a down year last year, which he did, how can we not be highly critical of Marcus Mariota? The dude threw more interceptions than touchdown passes. If he had been doing that for the Dallas Cowboys or a big-time team, the Steelers, if he was over there, you know, something like that, we would be absolutely lambasting the guy, but he does it for the Tennessee Titans, and it's like, well, yeah, we'll see what he does in year four with Matt LaFleur, the new offensive coordinator. It's, what? How can Jalen Ramsey, who's roasting half the league, turn around and be like, yeah, Marcus Mariota, he's a great quarterback for their team. Yeah, but he said for their team, though. So what does that actually mean? Well, he goes on a little bit more. He says, I think Tyrod, sorry, Tyrod Taylor (laughs) is actually a better quarterback than he gets credit for because – He does not make mistakes. He's honestly a Marcus Mariota-type player where he manages a game really well, always has them at least in position to be in the game late in the game. He just uh, doesn't have turnovers that often. That's really all you need, especially if you get a good defense. So that's what he's basically saying. Marcus Mariota is a game manager. Right. Yeah, he doesn't turn the ball over. Well, he turned it over more than he threw it in the end zone last year, which is an issue. (laughs) How can he sit there and say Josh Allen is trash and then, hey, Marcus Mariota, he's great for their team. We don't really have a sample size on Josh Allen. He's just going off the stuff from college. So that's why. Well, okay. You know, so he wouldn't come out and say Sam Donald's trash because the stuff he exhibited in college wasn't the the variety of trash. That's true. Josh Allen had a rough year last year in college. But he did say Matt Ryan is overrated. If you say Matt Ryan is overrated, you can't then turn around and mm-hmm. say Marcus Mariota is great for their team. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. It's like what we talked about last week. If you sit here and say that, what was it, with Eli Manning and Philip Rivers? Right. You can't sit here and say that Eli Manning isn't a Hall of Famer and Philip Rivers is. That can't be the way it goes down. Okay? <laughs> if you've got Phil in the hall, you have to have Eli there because Eli has these things called uh, playoff and Super Bowl wins. You know? That playoffs? doesn't make sense. Yeah, playoff. Playoffs. You can't call Matt Ryan overrated and say Mariota's great for their team. That doesn't make sense. Does not make sense. But for whatever reason, Marcus Mariota largely has been treated with kid gloves. Tell me, like... Blake Bortles is your personal piñata, Ephraim. Do you think that you'd be even louder 
if Bortles threw more interceptions than touchdowns last year? Yes. Of course you would. The the thing with Marcus Mariota, no one like you're privy to him because you were in Tennessee. The rest of the world has maybe <laughs> seen him play twice. <laughs> He's in the NFL, though, man. Anybody outside of Hawaii has probably seen him play twice. Okay, and one and, and one of those times was the what, the playoff game last year. The playoff game against the Chiefs, and they're like, "Hey, caught his own touchdown. That's pretty good." Right. That's the only time we've seen him. It's funny, and I watch every game. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe there's some truth to that. I think it's. Playing for that team, there are a number of other teams. If he had the same season he did last year, he would have gotten crushed for it. All right, coming up next, there's been a lot of reaction to the young quarterbacks in the NFL right now. We will join the party. Ephraim, we just got a uh, message here from Cody. He tweeted us, at Ephraim Salam, at the no show, (laughs) at Ryan McBain, of course, our guy Papa Bear, and at Fox Sports Radio. Cody covered the gamut. He wanted to get in touch with us, you know? And he said, everybody on the air has to give their top five draft pick order of best fast food. I think that's something that we should do on tonight's program. I agree with that. You down with that, big man? I'm down. Um, We're going to get to the rookie quarterbacks and young quarterbacks because obviously Patrick Mahomes is part of this group. Yep. Being a, I guess, uh, first year starter, but technically a second year. So we will get to uh, sports on this sports talk show. But you know what? Let's let's start with fast food. We just got a tweet. We're, <laughs> we're men of the people, right, Ephraim? Men of the people. They want us to rank this. We're going to do some rankings. I say we whittle it down to top three because the crew's going to chime in on this as well. And you know this is going to lead to a discussion. Of course. So if you go with your top three fast food joints of all time, Ephraim, what are you looking at? <laughs> Of all time. All right. I got to go with Chick-fil-A because not only is the food tremendous, but the customer service is Uh, unworldly. Yes. So that catapults them through the roof, in my opinion. Uh In Uh and out. Yep. Got to have in and out in there. Makes sense. Yep. And then I'm going to go with, uh, and this is me. A lot of people won't agree with this. It's just because I love Wendy's. I love Double Stacks. Okay. All right. Got love for Wendy's in there. I love Double Stacks. You know, I went, I'm going to go from three up to one. Okay. For the anticipation factor. Ooh, I like it. True radio right there. Yes. I had to break a tie, big man. I was torn. I'm torn between Panda Express and Subway. I love me some BLT subs. Get the extra bacon. They make it crisp. I love the variants where I could go for lunch. I could go for dinner. I I could do whatever I want with Subway. Breakfast? I'm not going there for breakfast. But they have it. It's it's an option. But they got it. They got it there. Yes, it's there. It's available. (laughs) I broke the tie and went with Panda because, honestly, in my heart of hearts, I did some soul searching. And I get like a, a bigger sense of glee. Like, I'm going to Panda Express tonight. You know, I don't feel the same way with Subway. So the anticipation factor of Panda, that separates it. So I'm going to go with Panda number three. Just due to frequency, I go to Burger King. 
Burger King number two. Love the BK bacon burger, you know, double cheeseburger. We got some dessert over there. Got Burger King there. And number one, I'm with you, big man. This is where the, the harps are playing in the background. There's doves flying around. There's a ray of sunshine coupled with the rain. But we have everything. The Gregorian chant, it is Chick-fil-A. It is divine. It is glorious. It is everything that people make it out to be and more. Okay. That's number one on my fast food. All right. Yeah. What do you guys got? Papa Bear? Number three, I got to go with Togo's. I love their sandwiches. Um, I love the large number nine, hot pastrami, uh, one of the greatest sandwiches I've ever tasted. <laughs> awesome. Fabulous. I'm, my mouth right now is watering just thinking about it. <laughs> Two, Jack in the Box. What? I love Jack in the Box. Probably has a lot to do with me during college being very drunk and like, hey, man, let's go to Jack in the Crack. Jack in the Box. <laughs> you do the box. same thing. We, it's hilarious. You said We would say anything that rhymes with Jack in the Box. Let's go to Yak in the Hack tonight yes. or whatever. You know, it's just nonsense. And number one, I got to go with Popeyes, baby. Popeyes, baby. They're chicken. It is. Oh, man. It's so succulent. Delicious. It really is. I don't I don't have any problem with that list. Uh, Eric. The only thing you do, is. Oh, okay. Ethan, uh, beef? You got I, beef I, with this one? I don't have beef with it because I understand the sentiment, but Jack in the Box, you can't put that in the top. That number yeah. two on the fast food list. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. So you would drive past an in and out to go to a Jack in the Box? No. Not yeah, going to do that. I think Jack in the Box is cheaper, and, you know, I'm well, poor. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I'll well, go Jack in the Box. How about taste? How about, let's go, if all things were equal, how about taste? Something about their milkshakes, man, I'm telling you. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm-mm-mm. You just <laughs> bubble guts. That's all I hear from you, from your list, <laughs> right. bubble guts. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> I think you have love for it, too, because you could get, it's kind of like, uh, did you ever have Hot and Now? You ever have that place? I don't know if it was a chain out west. No, it was in the it's definitely not out here. Oh, dude, you could get 19 burgers for like a dollar <laughs> twenty-two, <laughs> and maybe that's what was going on with Jack in the Box and the love for Papa Bear. You know, you go back to the college days and you're getting all that food for cheap. You got a special place in your heart Those for it. Tacos, two tacos, ninety-nine cent. Yeah, yep. We still don't know what type of you, meat that you dunk is. It? Do you dunk it in buttermilk? The ranch. Taco? You ever put ranch no. on the taco? Do that it. Good. Do just, it, man. No, Trust me. Awful. Do it, man. What's on your list, Eric? Oh, okay. So I'm gonna start at three. I'm gonna go with Sonic. Sonic uh, Drive-In. It's okay. like a, oh. I get it. I get. They're few and far in between out in California, so they it's are. kind of a special thing. Um, they're usually out in like desert town stuff like that. Uh, two. I'm gonna go with Chick-fil-A. There's nothing like a, a Chick-fil-A sandwich with the Chick-fil-A sauce. Got to add it on there. And then I mean, a Cali guy, man. I gotta go with In-N-Out number one. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I get the love for In and Out. It's fantastic. I'm not a huge fan of the fries. Not I, a huge I fan. hated I hated the fries when I was younger, but now I can't get enough of them, man. I really like them. Now, if we're talking French fries, McDonald's has, McDonald's the, best has fries. the best fries. McDonald's, McDonald's has the best fries. Hands down. Yeah. They yeah. put crack on but, it, man. It but I will tell you this. <laughs> I will tell you this. I love the direction the show is going. I, I love it. I will tell you this. Five Guys fries? Have you guys been to Five, five Guys? Five Guys good. Five Guys is is too good. You get you, you need a lot of people have the In and Out versus Five Guys debate. Like they, a lot of, a lot of people will say the Five Guys is better than In and Out. No, I don't believe. But no, but their fries they give you a bag of fries, like a bushel of fries, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's a forest it's, of fries. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> delicious. 
Uh, we've got David Gascon. We can't give Gascon. Yeah, what you Gascon. got, Dave? Well, see, it's better that I'm here tonight for this segment because Steve DeSager. What are you trying to say? What Steve doesn't eat. Steve DeSager doesn't love fast food. No, Steve huh? doesn't eat. Steve's like 110 pounds. He's like six foot and like a buck ten. <laughs> Dude doesn't eat at all. Um, number three, I'm going to go with In N Out. The uh, reason why I have it only as number three is because it's not open 24 hours a day. Oh, it's open at like oh, 3 okay. in the morning, though. I know, I know. But even when when you're intoxicated and you want to go, <laughs> it would be jam-packed like at right. 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. So that's why I put it at, no, at number three. So you need something at 4 a.m. Yeah, I need something accessible. I mean, okay. especially at, at all times of the day. Number two, I got to go with Carl's Jr., man. Um, wow. I'm a big fan of Double Western Bacon Cheeseburger. It's always the number four, so you have to get that. They would be my number one, but they changed their fries like 10 years ago. They were like a McDonald's-type fry, but now they're off the reservation on that. But at least the Double Western, that's my go-to. Number one, and I don't know if Ephraim has had this since it's San Diego-based, but if you're an Aztec, you either went to Los Ponchos or, or you went to a spot called Santana's. Ooh, Los Ponchos. Yeah, Los Ponchos oh, is right on, on Montezuma. Montezuma yeah. and so, college. That's right. So I Ooh. went to Santana's. And Santana's, if you're in California, in particular Southern California, you have mad love for Mexican food. And Santana's would serve these awesome California burritos. So it'd be like carne asada and chicken, mm. French fries, <laughs> cheese, salsa. When I first moved down there and I became an Aztec my junior year, I was sleeping on my buddy's floor and we didn't move into the new place until a week after. So I didn't want to get groceries and have all this stuff in his refrigerator and clog it all up. So I went to Santana's twice a day for an entire week. It oh, was... Man. Amazing. Of course, I paid the price, but of course. <laughs> but still, when you're like young and dumb and in college and you're broke, I mean, that is what you live for. That's why I like Papa Bear's Jack in the Crack because it's always accessible. No matter where you go, you can go down the street from here. There's a Jack in the Box. There's great value in that. But you you can't overvalue accessibility. Yes, you can. When you're thinking no, with your gut no. and not your head, of course. No, this is no, fast food, can- man. Right, but you got to go by quality, not just gotta accessibility. Got to go by quality. Oh, go quality. quality means I, I way said more all than things equal, right? Every burger, everything costs exactly the same. So you got to go off taste. Yeah, well, Mexican yeah. food it is for me, guys. Jack in the Box is like that girl you call at like at like three in the morning. Yes, you know what I'm saying? That's right. Hilarious. She's the reliable. She's the closer, man. That's right. The closer. Straggler. Mariano Rivera. Bring in the lefty. Is that what you did, Papa Bear? Oh my God. Goodness. Wow. Um, Again, perfect example today. Uh, Christina, the lovely Christina, she's a vegetarian. So I was like, I'm going to get some Chick-fil-A. I'll take you wherever you want to go. So we drove by Burger King, and she got a veggie burger meal. And there's no one there. No one. It's just, boom, drive up. Here's your food. See ya. Peace. And although Chick-fil-A does a masterful job weeding through the hundreds and dozens of cars, right, <laughs> seemingly. It still takes way longer. But due to the quality, you still say, I could go for some Chick-fil-A today, baby. You know, quality over accessibility. Definitely quality. You with me on that, Ephraim? Yep. But sometimes yeah. the quality is not available. Like, oh, no, torn hamstring or ACL's gone. You got to go with the closer. <laughs> and the closer is available at 3 a.m., baby. No. 
Oh, I'm sick. Oh, I have to watch my kids. Nah, man. Accessibility. I'm telling you. <laughs> I do like how uh, Ryan has worked in some sports terms to this, so it does kind of sound like we're doing our jobs. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. They worked. See, leave it to the producer to worry if we're, you know, doing our jobs or not. We're good. People it's, can relate to this. The, the people know. The it's people the producer know. gene, and we respect that from Eric Roberts. He does a fantastic job. By the way, sports talk, Eric, how many wins for your Bills this year? Mr. Seven yards and four offensive possessions against actually, the Browns. The I was actually thinking about your uh, your falling <laughs> off. You know how you're talking about like team, which team's going to fall off going into next season. Honestly, the Bills might be there. Like, nine wins. I'd be happy yeah. with like six this year, maybe five. If you're looking for a three and thirteen diamond in the rough, you might look the Bills' way. From what do you think? Yeah, yeah quite possibly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just McCoy don't. McCoy is yeah. just being wasted this year on that squad. Oh, I know. It, Richie, <laughs> Incon- uh, Richie Incognito is going to be missed. Um, yeah, he will be. But yeah. Eric Wood retired. You guys just got oh, the guy, the, the receiver from uh, Cleveland, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Coleman. Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. I would. I definitely wa- wanted AJ to start the majority of this year, and you know, maybe Josh Allen. Maybe we get we would get that Josh Allen um, Jalen Ramsey matchup after I think I think it's their bye week they play the the Jaguars mm-hmm. the week after so I was like oh that'd be good you know give him a couple extra a little extra time but it looks like he's gonna be thrown straight into the fire now with um, the band aid gotta go get in we'll see what Gots you got to do it all right your top three fast food joints if you want to hit us up on Twitter feel free to do so at Ephraim Salam at the No Show N O E Show. Anything good, we'll definitely get to it. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, I don't believe at all something that a lot of NFL players and coaches try to sell. We'll see if Ephraim is on my side or the opposite. That comes your way next. I'm Brian No, He's Ephraim Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He's Ephraim Salam. Here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. Pro customers at Lowe's. Save 5% on every purchase every day when you use your Lowe's business credit account. That's 5% on all purchases in-store or online, subject to credit approval, U.S. only. So there's been a lot of reaction to this scathing Jalen Ramsey article on GQ.com. And I'll tell you one thing, Ephraim. There's a common theme with the way some of the quarterbacks responded to it. Now, first... Eli Manning, I actually love this. This is Eli Manning's press conference from the other day when he's asked about Jalen Ramsey saying that Odell Beckham Jr. makes Eli. Eli, Jalen Ramsey made a comment that at this point in your career, you're only a good quarterback because of your connection with Odell Beckham. Do you have any comment on that or any retort? No. Who? (laughs) I do like that he dropped the who. Who? The unfortunate thing is Eli like snickered afterward. He kind of did the laugh sniff like, where he's like, yeah, who? <laughs> he was what he did. He kind of sounded like a dog, like sniffing around, you know? So I like that from Eli. He pulled the who blast. What I don't like about Eli is how he followed it up. Listen to this. I hadn't heard anything about it. So, um, you know, so, hey, uh, I, I got work to do. And, and hey, we're, I'm going to be excited about week one no matter what. Okay. First off, I do not believe at all he didn't hear anything about it. He doesn't have a family member, a friend, a teammate <laughs> who was like, a dude, neighbor. you hear about it? No one. 
Just news to him. I don't believe that at all. And how he ended it saying, hey, man, I'm going to be ready for week one regardless. I hate when players and coaches act like this stuff doesn't register. You like going we know to buy it in? Does. Yeah. Remember when Eli Manning, it was the, the year that they went on to beat the Patriots the first time. And Tiki Barber had roasted Eli Manning in the offseason. And Eli Manning stood up for himself. You know, he kind of went toe-to-toe and traded a a few cheap shots back at Tiki Barber through the media. And Michael Strahan said it was like the little kid just had a little peach fuzz kind of growing at the end of his chin. Like, Eli's becoming a man, standing up for himself. But the point is, it registered. And if you're a competitor, of course you're going to be on high alert and you're going to be even more ready to play. It's not to say you need that to be ready at all. It just means that there's a little bit of extra stank on the line, right? A little stank on it. Yeah. Put some stank. It's exactly what it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for players, if they're being called out by other players, to be like, okay, hey, man, we're going to, you know, that's his opinion, but I got something mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. Now, and he if you're is a competitor, the, that's exactly of, how you feel. You're right. He is one of the best cornerbacks. So this is, I think he's trying to bait quarterbacks into giving them more balls. Okay, I like that. Because yeah. the last couple of years, they don't really, you know, they stand away from there. You know, Jacksonville's cornerbacks, in general, they have probably the two best young corners in the league. Yes. To go along with that pass rush. So mm-hmm. he's trying to bait quarterbacks to throw his way. That's why he talked about all of them. That's an interesting theory. How about this with Dan Quinn, the head coach of the Falcons, on the heels of what Jalen Ramsey had to say, saying that Matt Ryan was overrated, which isn't true. But Dan Quinn said this, quote, Number one, we don't rely on anybody else outside our building to help get us ready. The bulletin board material, you can throw to somebody else. But for us, it's about our team our way that we go, we don't have to wait on anybody else to get us real pumped up to play well. We're ready to rock already. Okay, like, here's the thing, man. I hear this all the time from players and coaches is we don't rely on other people to fire us up. No one says you need to. <laughs> no one says that you're just waiting waiting around. Like If there's nobody saying things and generating bulletin board material – just going through the motions. Like, if we win, cool. If not, no big deal. Whatever. Especially for playoff games. But if somebody talks trash, it's going to fire you up. That's just the way life works if you're a competitive person. Yeah. So, like you said, Ephraim, there's nothing wrong saying, okay, all right, we'll have something for them. That's how they truly feel. If they want to, you know, like, give you the PC answer through the media, that's fine. But don't believe it because it isn't true. Any competitor is going to be ticked off if they say, hey, your wide receiver makes you. Hey, Matt Ryan, you're overrated, dude. I'm not buying the hype at all. Same thing with Josh Allen. Jalen Ramsey said he's trash. (laughs) Josh Allen was like, eh, whatever. You know, it's all good. I'll be ready for the season regardless. You can't tell me that dude is isn't fired up to play against Jalen Ramsey. And if he gets the better of him, he's going to have something to say. Remember when Anthony Smith of the Steelers talked trash about beating the Patriots who were undefeated at the time? Right. And Tom Brady went over to him, was having words with him. 
he knows what he said, and he had a problem with it, and it put some stank on the line, and it made it sweeter when they completely embarrassed him and his team. That's the way it works every time. Every single time. Welcome to the world of professional sports. That's exactly right. Now, I do like how Matt Ryan handled this. What he said is truthful, makes sense. He was a guest on the Dan Patrick Show. Check this out. I've played for 11 years, and so, you know, I've heard my my fair share of trash talking from a lot of different people, and if this stuff kept me up at night, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing, so I I don't pay too much mind to it. I'm about winning games, and and I'm about being the absolute best player that I can be. (laughs) That was a handiwork of our guy Papa Bear at the end there. I don't agree that he doesn't pay too much mind to it. Because, again, he's a very competitive person. But the first part of what he said is on point. He's like, dude, if this, this is my first go-around here, I've been in the league for a decade. Okay, I've heard a lot of stuff. So I'm not going to cry myself to sleep. That makes sense. But do you think he's a little bit geared up if they happen to – let's say they meet the Jacksonville Jaguars in the Super Bowl. You know? You don't think he's going to be mindful of this? Going back to Jalen Ramsey calling him overrated? What do you think about that, Ephraim? I, at this at that point in the season, it you know, it really you doesn't. Know, yeah, at that point in the season, it really doesn't matter. But you know, the week leading up or the two weeks, leading it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be everywhere. Yeah, but by then, you know, you being a groove, your team is 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 the team. You know, everything will be already set, mm-hmm. right? So you guys have, have been through the war and the fight and the, the trenches and everything. So at that point, it's just like whatever. But it'll what, be, if, it'll uh, be everywhere, what if Jalen Ramsey that week is like, yeah, I said it, and I stand by it? Well, then you, you think that Matt Ryan would be like, eh, whatever, it's all good. He's going to go out there, and he's definitely going to go, you know, he's going to go right. at him. Yes. He's going to go at him. Go ahead and put That's Julio right. over there. Let's see what we got. <laughs> I just There's nothing wrong with, you know, like let's say your uh, your preparation and your intensity level is at a nine already. There's nothing wrong with somebody doubting you and it bumping it up to a ten. You know, uh, we're not trying to make it out where your intensity level and preparation's at a zero, and you need someone to call you out <laughs> to be prepared. It's not like that. It just adds a little bit extra. I like. I told you before, Ephraim, when I, I was uh, when I was working out. One of my buddies, I would say to him before we were bench pressing, I'd be like, you don't think I can lift this, do you? You don't think I could do this eight times, do you? Like, I'm just trying to find someone to doubt me because it, sometimes it, it makes you focus a little bit more. And it's not to say there was no focus to begin with. It just adds a little on top. Yeah, it, it does. I like trash talk. I you love know, it. I grew up trash talk, and I grew up you know, competing and trying to be better than – than people you're going against. So why not? I think it's great for sport. But I think at the end, when it's all said and done, you shake hands, you move on, you show great sportsmanship. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Jalen Ramsey just made a whole lot of matchups this year way more interesting. Of course. <laughs> Remember when Richard Sermon did it about four or five years ago? Sure. Same thing. Start calling guys out. Call Tom Brady out. Call Megatron out. Call Crabtree. Yeah. Destroy Crabtree. Oh, gosh. Right? Chad Johnson did the same thing with sending Pepto Bismo <laughs> to a Cleveland Browns. Yep. That was great. I love that type of stuff, man. As a viewer, you got to eat this alive. It's awesome. Week one, 
the the Giants host the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. So it'll be Eli against Jalen Ramsey. I just I have a action. hard time believing anybody's saying, ah, it doesn't re- even register. Okay. You know, the one thing, though, I will say, we never did have a kindler, gentler Papa Bear even on the sauce. You know? Yeah, he was always rugged. (laughs) Always rough around the edges like that beard. Yeah. What did my beard ever do to you? Just smelled. That's all. (laughs) Just there. It does not smell. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) Just smelled. That's all. Someone else on this show tonight who doesn't have a beard as long as Papa Bear. Um, and I, I don't know about the smell factor. You know, I, I can't confirm that. Does Gascon, is he ripe today? Does he stay cold? I don't know, but he has good updates, and he's with us this evening. I do. What's going on, Gascon? I shaved, man. I don't have a beard today. I did some Not at all? TV last hey. night, so I had a... No stuff. What TV do you do? Uh, I do stuff for uh, Fox Sports West out here in Los Angeles. Very so nice. Last man. night I was covering uh, prep zone action, Upland and La Habra. It's depressing, man, because you cover these guys when they're in high school, and then all of a sudden they're in college, and then they're in the NFL. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute, like years just add on. You know, a couple years ago I was covering Josh Rosen when he was at St. John Bosco, and then bang, UCLA, and now Arizona. <laughs> it's like, damn. This whole father time thing sucks. (laughs) I thought about that with the Pro Football Hall of Fame because when I was young, I wouldn't know anything about the Hall of Famers, you know? Yeah. And now I've seen their entire careers. Now I've seen some of their kids play, and pretty soon I'm going to be familiar with the dudes that go in. Like, what did Jerry Kramer go in on? Like the – I forget the name of it. Like the – I don't know, like the historical players or whatever it's deemed. Uh Uh-huh. We're going to be aware of those guys, too, Ephraim. Yeah. Yeah, it's depressing. I would have played with some of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get like that, too, when I see Ephraim because I I grew up as a Bronco fan. So when he was on Denver, I was like, oh, you know, like obviously, those were the, the, the full years of when they were winning titles yeah. and pounding out the Miami Dolphins in playoff games. And <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Eliminating Dan Marino. And, huh? uh, yeah, I, he was a, you hear that? He was a fan. Yeah. It's okay. It's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Crazy, he man. specifically singled out the Dolphins because he knows how I feel I'm, about them. From- <laughs> Terrell Davis put Dan Marino into retirement. I mean, it's, it's just what it is. I man. think Jacksonville contributed to that too. Do you remember that? Yeah, debacle that was at the end? like sixty-eight to three or something <laughs> like that. Dude, you talk about a bad way to end a career. Wow, guys, I do have a couple of uh, trending reports for you. First things first, if you wanted to get a double double fries and a coke going to cost you 1,370 calories. Wow. So Ooh. think about that. Light breakfast. Worth it. Light, what do you mean light it. breakfast at 2 o'clock in the morning? You can't no, work that off. start that day out, you know? <laughs> you might as well not go out, period. <laughs> Pre-planned. Pre-planned, David. Jeez. Unbelievable. Anyways, some real sports to talk about. Major League Baseball. There's a drive high and deep. Right center field toward the triangle. And Kiermaier can't get it. It's gone. Into the Red Sox bullpen. J.D. Martinez with his 38th home run. Red Sox Radio Network, they get it done 5-2 over Tampa. Houston and Oakland are now tied atop the division in the American League West after Oakland won today against Houston 7-1. Trevor Cahill, seven innings, 
One hit, seven strikeouts in the victory. Jacob DeGrom, a complete game gem for the New York Mets in Philadelphia. They went 3-1. DeGrom, nine strikeouts, no earned runs, and seven hits against. Cubbies fall in Pittsburgh 3-1. San Francisco got hammered in Cincinnati 7-1. National Football League Mm. preseason action. Melvin Gordon found his way into the end zone. Chargers leading the Seattle Seahawks 7-6. Denver on top of Chicago 20-10. And guys, uh, one other note, interesting enough with the Dallas Cowboys, Adam Schefter had tweeted out a few minutes ago that Pro Bowl guard Zach uh, Zach Martin injured his knee tonight. He's going to have an MRI tomorrow, mm. so stay tuned on all of that. Dak Prescott left the ball game, throwing a couple touchdown passes in the affair as well. And into college football, Georgia freshman running back Zamir White towards ACL during practice today. Left knee, torn ACL and recovering a punt. And punt coverage during a scrimmage, so he looks to be done for the season. Gentlemen, back to you. Thanks for that, Gascon. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Saw a little bit of that Cowboys game. I actually saw it live when Zach Martin was down on the ground. He just came out to check on him, and he walked off the field. It's crazy, man. Like the Isaiah Wynn injury for the Patriots when he tore his Achilles. He's done for the year. Yep. It didn't look like anything. Nothing, just pass blocking, and then a little hitch in his giddy-up, walks over to the sideline. They're like, oh, looks like an ankle injury. Nope, Achilles, you're done. <laughs> it's amazing, That's man. That's how it goes, man. That's rough. It is a rough sport. Rough, man. But they can't lose Zach Martin. That'd be a big, big blow to that football team for sure. Yes, it would be. Yeah, so we'll see. By the way, I was also seeing in that game, Ephraim, I thought of you because we were just talking about Josh Gordon, and Josh Gordon – just joined the Cleveland Browns. He's not allowed to practice just yet, but he's going to be doing some conditioning stuff, going to be with the team, and could be ready for the regular season if he's cleared to go go and all of that. And I was saying that I hope for the best. I wish for the best. I'm optimistic, but at the end of the day, I just can't trust the guy right now because I don't know if he's going to have a relapse. I don't know if he's going to say, hey, guys, I got to take a little bit of time away again for my mental health. I don't want to have a relapse or anything like that, strictly from a football standpoint, I can't trust him right now. You saw it another way, Ephraim, but with the Cowboys game, I saw Randy Gregory on the sideline with the Cowboys, and he's failed the NFL substance abuse test numerous times. Can you trust Randy Gregory right now? Um, I don't know what his process has been. We have been very clear on the things that Josh Gordon has been doing for the last two years to get himself back together. And so once you have that information, you can make that assessment. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, we know what he's doing. We know he's taking this serious. But for a guy, you know, you're not sure of, you know, I'm all for second chances. So this is, I can't trust him yet, but we'll see. Yeah. Right? I hear you, man. I look at it where it's the old expression, trust isn't given, it's earned. So if you've been suspended numerous times for violating the substance abuse policy, I'm not going to just blindly trust you. I'm going to be optimistic, and I'm going to try to give you the benefit of the doubt that you're going to fly straight right now going forward. But I can't trust you overnight just because I'm hopeful. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. It does. In terms of the rookie quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes. You see the touchdown throw to Tyreek Hill? Whew. Yeah. That's how it sounded on the Chiefs radio network. Four-man rush. Mahomes holding it. Looks to throw it long. He's going to throw it long. Gunning it for Tyreek Hill on the near side. Tracks the ball. Caught it. Touchdown! Kansas City to Tyreek Hill for 69 yards. That was an impressive throw. It was. Good. <laughs> he I was an like, absolute whoa. cannon. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's funny, man, because, you know, it's kind of like boxing now that I think about it. If you think about quarterbacks, like the throw that Patrick Mahomes made was insane. And I think in boxing, it's like a knockout artist. How we always gravitate toward a Mike Tyson type boxer. Yeah. We love the power, right? Or like a Nolan Ryan type pitcher. We love power. We love things that make us go, wow, on the field. But you know what? In the NFL, all you got to be is like a Floyd Mayweather. You just have to be precise. You got to throw a lot of short passes and be just have that precision. And it might not have the wow factor. You're kind of like Greg Maddox in that capacity, right? Yeah. Just painting the corners. But that's what you have to have to be truly effective. Doesn't mean someone with a major rocket launcher like Patrick Mahomes can't be that guy, but he needs to be that precise, intermediate passer, short yardage to really excel. We had a. Uh... I was in the game against Rich Gannon when he had completed 24 passes in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raiders playing the Broncos, and that every it was three. It was we couldn't it, you, the pass rush couldn't get there. Nothing can get get to him. It was three step drop, throw it to the back, throw it to the tight end. Everything was just like boop boop boop, just dink mm-hmm. and dunk, dink and dunk, all the way down the field. It was. It's frustrating, but it was crazy to see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really interested to see Patrick Mahomes this year. Because I think we're going to have flashes where he's going to have some insane throws and highlights where you're just like, wow. And then this is his first year starting. He's going to have those, essentially it boils down to rookie bumps, you know, where he's going to have a couple of stinkers involved in there. But I'm curious, the overall quality of his season, I think it's going to be a roller coaster ride. And I just don't look at their defense isn't good enough, man. I don't look at Mahomes being even capable of putting up what Alex Smith put up. Alex Smith had a great year. Yeah, he did. And so I, I don't see them being able to maintain where they were with a first-year starter coming in there. What we'll do you think see. about the, He might the be uh, electric. You know, we know Andy Reid's a terif- terrific coach, always has been. Yeah. He always has his team ready to go. Got a lot of offensive weapons, too. A lot too. of weapons. So we'll see, man. I I mean, I'm interested <laughs> to see defense. this. Yeah, yeah. Interested to see this kid let it loose, man. Well, he has a tremendous arm, and they wanted to get him in the game last year, but Alex, you know, was Alex. Yeah. Also on KTAR, Cardinals Radio Network, Josh Rosen looked pretty good. Third and goal from the 13, and Rosen out of the gun. Empty set, looking, plenty of time. Fires into the end zone. Caught! It's caught just beside, beyond the goal line. Christian Kirk with a great grab in traffic, an aerial grab. You know what it, it shows me from is there's a common theme with a lot of these young quarterbacks where, in particular, is really standing out this preseason with Josh Rosen. They did it on SportsCenter last night. They put a graphic like 
a circle underneath Rosen's feet to show a clean pocket. And if you keep these guys clean, they're going to dissect you. (laughs) They do a great job throwing the ball precisely. And I think that you're seeing a lot of offensive lines in the NFL that are highly suspect or just flat-out bad. Arizona might have a bad offensive line. Buffalo's going to have a bad offensive line. So when you match that with rookie quarterbacks, that's a bad recipe. But if you finally get them protection like Dak Prescott, yeah, I think those guys have the tools to be really good in the NFL. It makes a huge difference. Giving that stability to young quarterbacks is one of the most important things you can do, right? And that yeah. comes in, in the form of a great running game, also a great defense that doesn't have you throwing the ball, seven-step drops, always trying to catch up. All of those things that Dak Dak Prescott two years ago had, you know, familiarity with being able to hand the ball off, a great offensive line, a defense to play well above what everyone thought. Those things lead to tremendous numbers. I mean, these kids are highly skilled coming out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I didn't even hear a break Me slash either. Drake sucks. You know, he just played the music. How's he going to do us like that? So Papa Bear wrong. off the sauce is just, yeah. Gotta have a, a, an ocean of patience, you know? Sorry, big man. We power through. We love Papa Bear. Coming up next. Listeners have chimed in on Twitter, the fast food power rankings. We will go through those. And also, a very productive NFL player that's still sold short. I'm Brian No, He's here from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. Brian Noni from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. I just saw Russell Wilson throw a bomb into double coverage. <laughs> Crazy, right? And get clobbered while throwing it. Another dime on the doorstep of the goal line. It's just like, eh, Russ is okay. <laughs> Like he, he's so special with a terrible offensive line. Well, I mean, it helps that your boys over there signed, sealed, and delivered Dwayne Brown. But yeah. collectively, that's one of the poorer offensive lines in the NFL. Yeah, it is. And Russ is just still making plays steadily. It's crazy. I also saw a bomb thrown by Marcus Mariota. That was just pathetic, man. It was bad. It was a bad throw. Not even close. I don't know who was running the go route, but he was running down the sideline, and the ball was more so toward midfield. They're running the, the <laughs> no route. Uh, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. You agree with me, Ephraim? This is on the Packers radio network. Listen to this highlight. One of these two players is sold short. Check it out. Third down and five call snap Rodgers. Good protection initially. Pump fakes now throws middle. There there we go. Touchdown, Jimmy Graham. And he spikes the football and makes a Lambo leap to the south end zone stands. You agree with me that Jimmy Graham sold short? Yes. I think he is. He yes. didn't have a great three years in Seattle. They didn't use him very no, they well. Didn't, they didn't really use the tight end in Seattle. Yeah. But Outside of his rookie year with the Saints, he had no fewer than 85 catches over four seasons. <laughs> that's that's an insane the amount in the of game. production. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, so underrated. Yeah. You've got to find the right system, you know? Yeah, and to go there being coupled with Aaron Rodgers, 
I think he could have a big year. He's going to love that. Aaron Rodgers is going to oh, love that. He is. Before the uh, power rankings here, did you see this story with Brent Selleck? He's a former Eagles tight end. He's a free agent right now. He's had a few offers, but in his opinion, nothing good enough to play in other team colors, right? Mm-hmm. He was a guest on 95.7 The Fanatic in Philly yesterday, and he was asked about possibly playing for the Cowboys, and he says, quote, hell no. You think I would play for the Cowboys? Philly is my home. If they offered me $10 million, I still wouldn't go, end quote. You salute it or question it, Ephraim? I question it. You question <laughs> $10 million, huh? Get out of still here. Still a no. It, man, please. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. By the way, man, I hope the Eagles go winless this year. You it's see them flying a plane over Foxborough? It's not going to happen. Dorks. Like You won the Super Bowl, great. Not every fan is on the same level, but billboards outside of Foxborough, fi- flying planes, you couldn't be yelling, we've never done this thing before any more loudly through those actions. <laughs> it's a joke. Eagles. All right, so the power rankings, Ephraim. You ready for this? Yep. We've got Mark says top-notch spots, Del Taco, KFC, and Arby's. Fail. On all three? Mark has failed. Yeah, or just collectively? All, all three of those. Arby's, you don't have love nobody, for K- KFC? Nobody eats at Arby's. Nobody. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Name How one of KFC? your friends you like that KFC? go to Arby's. I don't know if I know anybody. No for KFC, though? No, nah, I'm good. Popeye. All right, Dan says, I'm going with Whataburger or Whataburger, Chick-fil-A, and Fatburger. I'll take Fatburger and Chick-fil-A. Whataburger, even though I spent a lot of time in, in, in Houston, nah, I'm not a fan. How about Chris from Austin? He goes with T. Perry's, Del, Taco Deli, and Whataburger. T. Nah. Perry's, I don't know that place. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? 
facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.